Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Oxworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Brad Powers previews college football's national championship game happening Monday. Sean Pendergast of Sports Radio 610 in Houston previews Texans Colts, and we do have a fan favorite for you, Dan Aspen, who may be related to a member of the show. He's absolutely killing it with his contest picks, and we have a lot of questions to ask him. But first, (laughs) let's get into week 18 of the NFL stretch. And there are, uh, suffice to say, a number of backup quarterbacks who will be starting on Sunday. Uh, Confirmed so far for Adam Schefter, Blaine Gabbert, Jeff Driscoll, Carson Wentz, Nick Mullins, Trevor Simeon, and a host of other wonderful stars. So, Joe, when you look at this list, what stands out to you the most? Okay, we shouldn't be surprised because some of these names we've heard and we've seen before, unfortunately for us. But it is amazing when you compile the entire list. And beyond what Schefter mentioned, you know, Darnold's in. Like, that was basically said yesterday. And now it's at a point, we don't even say Zappy anymore. It's bad every time we see it, but we, we've seen him play so much football. We don't even mention him anymore. So Sam Howell was confirmed in yesterday as well. Uh, we know about Huntley at this point. Um, Aiden O'Connell is still a quarterback in this league, maybe for the last time in his career. Maybe it should be for the last time in his career. So I saw of QB1s to backups, I see at least 16 backups confirmed from where we were in the start of the season. And then there are also some other questions. There are more. Like, it might be 20 because we don't know about Trevor Lawrence. He was limited in practice yesterday. Don't know about – is it going to be Heineke for Atlanta? He was limited in practice. And then Will Levis did not practice for the Titans. So we don't know if it's going to be Tannehill or it's going to be Levis. So if it's always a hectic week, always is every year. More than I can ever remember this time. But mm-hmm. if you have like power ratings on quarterbacks and you feel strongly about your drop-offs, well, here, I guess, is where you can have an advantage this week. If you've got strong feelings on Blaine Gabbert. And... <laughs> yeah, well, like what the it's... drop-off Hot is. Takes. Like maybe the drop-off is wrong. Yeah, like, you know. <sighs> Am I alone for just feeling kind of frustrated and not having a ton of betting interest? Or maybe I'm just being lazy and don't want to do a ton of research on these backups. But I'm. it kind of reminds me of the handicapping these bowl games. It's like, oh, man, there is a lot to unpack here. There is, but I think that's okay, though, because I think that's why markets are probably a little bit less efficient for the final week of the regular season in that we don't know what these backup quarterbacks are going to be able to do. I mean, we've done power rankings for backups uh, you know, every now and again on this program, and I think you and I have had spirited debates about what this means and how to figure mm-hmm. out who's good and who's bad, and sometimes we're dealing with small sample size theaters, so all of these problems kind of come in and turn turn into this sort of mess that we call the season finale. Yet at the same time, I also am firmly convinced that we do overreact to backup quarterbacks. Like Blaine Gabbard is probably a really good example where you go, okay, well, look at this Chiefs offense with these wide receivers who continue to drop passes that may continue or they may run the football a little bit more and maybe they're almost just as efficient doing that 
than they are trying to pass to the intermediate parts of the field where it will be a drop of some kind or some sort of mishandling. So I look at this and I go, whatever your priors are for some of these teams, it's probably okay to stick with them, right? Well, well, look, like we're at week 18. So I would say week 16 and week 17, and this is just about every year, it is the most efficient market. Like the NFL is probably the most efficient market there is, period. And now once we have a mm-hmm. full sample size of a season, now it's even tougher. So I think this actually creates some opportunity. Is there a bit of a mm-hmm. guessing game? Absolutely. But the these lines are going haywire, and we're going to see more line movement as well. Like Some people weren't expecting the Rams to announce what they did yesterday. And you know their spot isn't set, but they come out yesterday. Yeah, Stafford ain't playing. Kyron Williams ain't playing. Cooper Cup's out. Aaron Donald's out. Like a lot of these teams that we're talking about, I think are going to handle it similarly, but the Rams are just willing to come out and say it. Like some of the narratives that I was hearing, oh, it's a little brother. He really wants to be Shanahan. No, he doesn't. He doesn't give a damn about this game. Like you want to win every time you're on the field. I mean, just Aaron, it's like a wide range of opinions too, which is why I think there could be opportunity. Like I heard someone say, oh, there's not that much of a difference between Lamar and Huntley. Like we could go too far the other way too. Like this guy's about to win his second MVP and there's not much of a difference between him and a backup. Are you kidding me? Like, yes, he could step in also, and be okay, but come on. I was also thinking this morning, remember when Lamar wanted to go to another team and like couldn't find a new place to go to? I'm like, I'm sure a lot of those teams regret passing on him or whatever collusion was going on there. Well, his, own, yeah, his own team also, didn't even want to commit to him. Like, I know, and know. now the guy's an MVP. It's insane. <laughs> Uh, also with Sean McVay, we talked about it yesterday. Like he doesn't care about the preseason he's doing, I think what's right. And I find it refreshing, like his approach and style to just come right out and admit what's going on. We know he has his eye on the prize and a bigger plan here. The thing for me, that's so hard with these backup quarterbacks. It's like, which one is going to surprise us? Cause we all know like mm-hmm. backups are capable of being good for a game or two. And then they turn mm-hmm. into a pumpkin and remind us why they're backups in the first place. <laughs> so it's this just like luck. Should I get the magic eight ball out? Like just, no, you know, the, that's the no. tipped us. No, 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 no. We <laughs> come up with our own steals. material here on this program as a family. We don't steal yeah. other things. Next thing you When's know, we're going to have a or something. Is that coming on again today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, talking about Sean McVay and how refreshing it is, like that actually does run counter to what we've seen from old school NFL coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know this isn't the first time or the first year where we've seen head coaches say not care about a week 18 game, but I think this is a newer phenomenon. And other coaches who say we're in this exact same position – Sometimes they don't do this. Like they do care about seeding and making sure that they maintain the six instead of potentially falling to the seven because of this idea that maybe, just maybe, you can get home field advantage in the conference championship game. Now, the odds of that happening, well, they're minuscule and they're not worth calculating. But yeah. there is a reason why head coaches are where they are because they are way more competitive about individual snaps than how we are about everything in our daily lives. So to see Sean McVay do this is interesting and I think noteworthy, if no other reason, just to point out that this is sort of a different era of football we're experiencing. 
let, let me uh, throw out another narrative. I want to see if you guys are weighing this at all, if it enters your mind, you're handicapping, if it's, an, if it's a big flat nothing. Um, there are certain situations where the common sense would lead you to believe that this is the last game a coach is going to be with their team. And you could say the same thing for some players, whether it's due to retirement or free agency. It's going to be their last game with a specific team. And we'll talk about incentives coming up in about 10 minutes that are on the line for this week. But I, th- I think this one's a little bit different. Are you considering situations like that? Are you weighing it at all? This could be Belichick's last game yes. as a head coach. I don't know that the team has Rivera's back anymore. It's going to be his last game. Uh, for the Raiders, Devontae Adams comes out yesterday, and he says he should have the job. Like He has that locker room. We see how hard they're playing every single week. Does it matter that it, it feels like Antonio Pierce's uh, job uh, is on the line here? Like if he wins, he's got a real shot at getting this. Anybody uh, considering that? Yeah, I love the Patriots angle with Bill Belichick. Plus, he hates the Jets, so Patriots (laughs) minus one and a half. I love that one. As for the Cowboys and Commanders, I could see the Cowboys just pummeling the Commanders. I think all the players have given up. I don't think they're going to rally behind Ron Rivera. I think they hate him, actually. But the opposite (laughs) is going on in Las Vegas. I think the players do want to rally behind Antonio Pierce, so I would get behind the Raiders and the Pats this week because of that narrative. It's something that I know my mom has told me over the years. Like, hate is a very strong word, honey. It is. But that's my question, though. It's like, why do they hate him? Because that's really significant. That's what I'm hearing. And he was always a player's guy. That's been the perception. Right. Like, why Uh, Maybe things have just gotten so bad that everything's going wrong. And he's just the goat as well. Sometimes you just need change. Doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Right. It hasn't worked. And, like, when you have leaders like Jonathan Allen, who, you know, is a really good player on that team and is used to winning and just losing, 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 losing. Like, I'm sure the players talk and they just start being like, yeah, we're out on Rivera. There's probably a lot of other things going on, but that's just what I'm hearing. They just do not like him at all. It will be fascinating, like, where Eric the Enemy lands, for instance, mm-hmm. because what we've learned about him through this sort of glimpse into the looking glass with uh, how the commanders operate is he does function as a bit of a bad cop, right? And yes. so all of this goodwill that we saw with Kansas City, then he goes over to try and become a head coach and prove that he can do it somewhere else. Well, I think it's a failure. I think he took a step back in terms of like what his overall reputation is. And that to me is really fascinating. What happens to a, to a guy like him knowing full well that Washington is absolutely going to hit the reset button. And especially like in terms of motivation, they may want another quarterback in the draft. And there are several quarterbacks who would make a whole lot of sense going out there with say some of the good receivers that they have still available. It, really yeah. quick, it has occurred to me that, like, at least I've been here about 10 years, but you could probably go back 20 or so that, like, coaches who come to Washington, their career just dies. Like, what has Jay Gruden done? Like, oh, everyone, well, I guess you can't say the same thing for some of the assistants, but the head coaches and Yeah, because they got out of there. Exactly. Right. It's, <laughs> right on time. But, yeah, it's it, been bad. That's what they've always said about wide receivers in Chicago, but DJ Moore just had the best year of his career statistically. Uh, So sometimes those things do come to an end. 
I I would think that if they liked the enemy, they would have gone the Raiders route, fire Rivera in the middle of the season. Here, you have a half a year. Let's see what you can do. If you can rally the mm-hmm. troops. They would have wouldn't they have already done that if they were going to consider him? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a job. Is- I'm with you. It is impressive, right. you know, how Sam Howell was putting up all of those yards, but I also find it a bit obnoxious, and I feel like the Washington players might be a bit soft for not liking the enemy yelling at them all the time, if that's yeah. your reason. Like, but now there's how, a but, lot bigger problems going on here. But Howell's also been awful lately, too. I know. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. this totally hurts Bienemy. And a lot of people didn't offer him a head coaching job for a while. His name's been thrown around. So something is mm-hmm. off there and I can't put my finger on it. But maybe there is some, you know, there's a reason why teams have passed on him before. I yep. think it's the bad cop thing. I, I genuinely believe that's it. And now we know what's going on, right? Or we have a better idea of what's going on. Like, this isn't just someone who, you know, does fairly well with the news conference and Pat Mahomes seems to like him enough and he's able to innovate whatever's going on. No, no, no. There, there's something where, like, it is very much quarterback dependent. And that was really the knock on him, right? That Pat Mahomes was elevating everybody. And now that argument is stronger now than ever. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. He, he'll probably get some interviews, but I don't know mm-hmm. that he's he's gonna land a Maybe gate. Maybe he should I, go back coming, to the Chiefs. Coming from Washington, yeah, get rid <laughs> of Matt Nagy. Get him right. Out of there. I I am curious though, I, and I love your opinions on this. Like Kansas City, like at times has looked dysfunctional. How much yep. of that is not having the enemy there, like sort of getting Ooh, into everybody's I, grills and you know yelling? I at think them. like how important you think it is? Yeah, Aaron. I think it's really important. I think we're mm-hmm. seeing them missing uh, Biennemi. And also, maybe it is a little bit of Tyreek Hill as well. But yeah. last year, it wasn't a big issue. And what's the difference? Biennemi is no longer there. Maybe it's just about finding a team where Biennemi's style works. And it worked with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Certainly did. Um, These things what are about, universal. What about players in their last game? This is Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan, right? Like, there are certain... Is it? Probably. He's a free agent. Like, why would they sign him again? After the season he's, he's had. <laughs> and they've been trending stuff. more spheres. Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. And definitely, I, I think because won't. the Titans have been a little bit more analytically inclined this year than in seasons past, wouldn't be surprised if they want to go with the younger running back. So you're probably right. But I have to believe Henry's not done in this league, right, Aaron? And Vrabel. I don't think he's Vrabel's done. I'm sure he, I'm sure he wants to put something good on tape to show that he's not cooked. But I'd have to see what that number is prop-wise, if it mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. And if they give him the opportunity, that's the other thing. And we'll talk about incentives Ooh. coming up in terms of yeah. uh, what can happen there. But this is the idea, right? It's week 18. And this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Which props should we be backing because of contract incentives? We'll get right into that conversation coming up on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. player go watch what happens to all the other role players 
you lose your whole role players before you go to a playoff and you just depend on your quote-unquote good players, you'll be a lot of trouble there too. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan on how to handle week 18 instead of keeping your starters out there or just having role players in there. Perhaps a mix makes the most sense. And of course, everybody has something to play for, whether it's some sort of team goal or individual goals. Welcome back to BeckQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's talk about these individual goals because there are some key players who do have contract incentives coming up uh, and perhaps things that can lead to awards and things like that. And so we're going to talk about those and talk about if that should uh, involve, say, props that we want to make uh, bets on or team bets that we want to pull the trigger for. And let's start with Tyreek Hill, because this one is particularly uh, topical here. Uh, Dolphins receiver, his prop right now at BetMGM is 94 and a half yards. But you take a look at what is available to him in terms of milestones, things like that. He's 248 receiving yards away from getting to 2,000 yards, and he's also averaging more than 100 yards against, uh, you know, decent secondaries. And yes, the Dolphins are three-point dogs to the Buffalo Bills, but we've talked about this Bills defense being lackluster for a good chunk of time because of injuries. So, Joe, is there something with Tyreek Hill in terms of uh, his props that strike your fancy? Yeah, well, um, so he had to lead practice yesterday. So not great when, when you're fighting for the number two seed going against one of your rivals in the division, you're at home, but you're an underdog against the bills. Every, everybody loves them right now. And, and you're being distracted by that. Uh, the, the week of the game. Now I, I have a feeling that Tyreek is distracted a whole lot throughout the season and he's performed just fine. So not too, <laughs> not too much of a concern there. Uh, so now we're at the point where the record's not going to happen based on how the end of the season went for Tyreek, right? Like, it, it felt like, man, this dude really has a shot at 2,000. I'm sure some books books are going to be posting. I haven't seen them. Some specials, like, will he get to 2,000? Will he set the all-time record? The 2,000 is crazy. He would have to have the best game of his career, like, for him to get there. Um, yeah. Like, Waddle's not playing, right? Like, they can mm-hmm. drag this out if they want. They, they dra- did that last week a little bit. They waited before they made an announcement. But when you hear high ankle, it's at least a couple of games. And this would be the second game for him. So assuming Waddle's out, we'll see what the situation is with the running backs. But he could have a big game. But, yeah, I mean, anytime I see anyone. And you think about the Bills' defense trending up. Rasul Douglas has been fantastic. Two more interceptions last week. I'm not taking any receiver over 94 and a half. And that's a situation we have. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not interested in this one. Plus, I don't know how much it really means to Tyreek. Like he's pretty far off. Like it almost seems impossible, right? To (laughs) like, I don't think he's struggling i'm sure like you mentioned the distractions the dude's got a lot going on and he's Always. so far off from this that uh i think it would be cool but i don't see like an all-out effort you know if it was a hundred yards or something maybe but he's so far off i think it would be really tough yeah from the ap uh tyree kill and his family are safe after fire rescue crews responded to a large fire at his home wednesday afternoon uh, black plumes of smoke. Everybody is fine. Pets are fine. So that that is good. Uh, but when it comes to, say, distractions and his overall health, uh, 
yes, this leaves something to be desired. And I would also not be surprised if, say, GameScript is telling us that the Dolphins are going to run the ball a good bit more. I think whenever you're looking at contract incentives, there's a lot to keep in mind. Like, it's not just, okay, they like this player, so they want to make sure they get all the opportunities uh, to succeed. Sometimes GameScript dictates completely different outcomes, and the player may be upset over it. But I wouldn't be surprised if, say, the Dolphins kind of lean on the, the outside run game just a little bit more, uh, whether yeah. because it's a really tight game or the running backs are healthy or there may be some inclement weather out in South Florida. And that may mm-hmm. also pose a problem for the passing game for the Dolphins. And, and how are the Bills going to play it? I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be a shootout. They've been leaning on the run game a lot lately. So mm-hmm. kind of slow the game down a little bit. For Tyreek to hit a lot of these props, probably going to have to be a shootout in, in most cases, especially if you're doing like the special ones with, with records and all that, which is just, you know, crazy long shots. But, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be jumping on Tyreek props. They, they know going in that's how that you, you would think McDermott, that's everything that they're considering uh, this week, mm-hmm. doing what they can against Tyreek. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Sure. It makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, one game that I don't think we would be talking about all that much, uh, but when it comes to incentives, maybe there is a, a reason to bring it up, would be the Chiefs and the Chargers. And Chris Jones needs half a sack to earn more than a million dollars. Austin Eckler needs 110 total yards to cash in on a $100,000 bonus. So do either of these tidbits make a whole lot of sense as far as backing them in the prop market? Chris Jones one's interesting. I always feel like we don't get enough value on the sacks. Um, this is a guy that, you know, he was holding out at, at one point in the offseason. That's a significant amount of money. Like a lot of mm-hmm. these incentives that we're going to talk about, and I know Chris Jones has made some, some bank in his career, but a lot of them are 100K, 200K, somewhere in that range. $1.25 million for a half a sack. That even for a celebrity, even for a professional athlete, that's a ton of money. And he had a lot of pressures in the first game against the, the Chargers. And now it's Easton Stick. I think Chris Jones is going to be out there. Andy Reid, player's guy. He's going to want him to get paid, um, especially after the way it, it started in the offseason with those conversations. And here's another guy, mm-hmm. Eckler. We all expect this to be Eckler's last game in a Chargers uniform. And mm-hmm. it's meaningless for both teams 110 yards. 100K, yeah, I, I do think both teams are going to, especially, like, it's the interim guy. Like, doesn't he want the players to be happy? I would think so. Um, so I think they're both going to get it. I I like your process more with, like, the Chris Jones and it being more significant with the $1.25 million compared to 100K. Uh, I don't know when you already make a lot of money. I guess 100K means a lot. It's hard for me to know. I don't uh, make millions and millions of dollars a year. But uh, I, I I like the Chris Jones one a lot more than Eckler. But Eckler might just get one more contract, right? He's a running back. Right. You know? It just might be just one more deal. the can down the road with him. And he's that, that is a possibility. Yeah. How many yards does he need again? 110 uh, 100 total. Total. Which is... Yeah. He he had one seventeen once. Mm-hmm. Between we rushing and receiving, can be a little bit. Oh, it's rushing plus receiving. Okay. Yeah. 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 One hundred ten total. Uh, so yeah, two, three, four. And don't you think he just goes to the coach four. and he's like, "Hey, man, he said it four times. ride me till my legs fall off." Like, yeah. I want that money yes. today. Like, my I'm on the yes. back nine. Right. Yeah. And and no, we, the situation injured. now, 
no Keenan, uh, no Palmer, right? And of course, Mike mm-hmm. Williams been out all year. Like, it's all through him. Yeah, it, like Chris, like I think these are two different situations, but I think reaching the same conclusion that both of them hit these marks makes a whole lot of sense to me. Like with Chris Jones, like I look at the Chiefs franchise kind of in general, and it's not just Andy Reid being a player's coach. I think it's a player's franchise, if that makes sense, where they yeah. want to treat their guys well. Like I, I don't think the Patriots are that way, for instance, you know, if we're looking at extremes, but I do think the Chiefs, like this is how you attract free agents, right? Is by proving that you take care of the guys in the locker room. So I think the Chiefs can do that, especially as they're trying to attract more talent uh, for next year. I think doing something like this and sort of giving him additional opportunities with blitzes, pass rushes, all that stuff, I think that matters. But then with Eckler, like maybe this is just a a glorified thank you for all of his service in Los Angeles. And this is his opportunity to kind of showcase that. And look, whatever happens to him, you know, we don't, we will wait and see. Uh, But in the meantime, like I think keeping the locker room intact and letting other younger guys know, hey, look, if you have the opportunity to hit a contract incentive, you can do that here. And we want to take care of you as well, despite all of the changes that will be going on. I think in both situations, this this does make a whole lot of sense in terms of catering to what the players are striving to obtain. Did you guys see the number attached to Geno's incentive? Here's another yes, one I did. where it is a monster. They need help to get in. Uh, last I saw, it was like 27% chance that they're going to get in. But a win and a Green Bay loss, which, by the way, they'll go point spread against a, a Bears team trending way up, playing their best ball for like eight games now. Very possible. And Seattle's favored and, you know, Green Bay lose. But that's another three-point game. If the Seahawks make the playoffs, Geno gets $2 million. I'd imagine that he would spread the wealth too, right? Mm-hmm. Like he got his big contract, his guaranteed money, and two more million dollars. And we get to go against the worst defense in the NFL, even worse than Washington. Boy, this is this has made me think about Seattle minus three, guys. Hmm, that's a good point. I like it. I mean, <sighs> minus two and a half, Seattle minus two and a half over the cardinals definitely seems like a good look and then so there i love that a couple points one yeah could have made this a lot easier last week against the steelers mm-hmm. and with all these other dumb <laughs> plays he's been making all season uh, but you know isn't the play the money line i know it's like it's yes. minus 145 but that's what i thought like even with the two minus two and a halfs out there this team like i'll back them to win I don't want to back them to win by by margin, by more than a field goal. I was thinking by or I guess there are two and a half. She could win by three. I was just thinking money line, like lay the you know minus one forty five. It is what it is, but I feel much more comfortable than like you know they kick a field goal to win by two at the end because they sneak out another one against a team that they should not be in a game with. Which could very well happen. Division game. Um, Cardinals coming off the big upset on the road to Philly. So it's also a good, pretty good spot for Seattle. Like the Gannon revenge game. And, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's even a thing. And um, the Cardinals should lose. Yeah. Like Gannon's yes. job is secure. For the future well, of the franchise, too. they should lose. I don't know if they're oh, going right, right, to. Right. But again, that's why I would like money line seems like the play. Yep. Well, let's. 
let's ask this because I think I think that matters more than Geno Smith's contract incentives here as far as how to bet on this game. Because mm-hmm. right now, Arizona would be picking fourth, if I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, Washington, yes. New England, Arizona all have four and 12 records. If mm-hmm. New England is going to try and win this game and, you know, send mm-hmm. Bill Belichick on his way as a hero and uh, a winner, doesn't that mean Arizona has a reason to lose so they have the opportunity to hit the reset button at the quarterback position? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what they've said this week. They've said Kyler's coming back. Um, but they can also just do what they want. Like, what if they don't like any right. of those mm-hmm. quarterbacks? There are enough good ones at the very top where you can get a haul to move down. Because mm-hmm. it could be Caleb Williams, Drake May, 1-2, and then boom, they're 3. Or, you know, maybe they – is it? Eh, Washington's not going to win. Um, but, yeah, they could, moving up to 3 from 4 is big. It's big. Somebody might want the third-best quarterback. Or maybe it's Drake May. Who knows? But so with that, yeah. and for this bet, they will know what happens in that game. Patriots-Jets is a t- one Eastern game. Ooh. Seahawks-Cardinals is later in the afternoon. Right. If the Patriots, and honestly, I'm not convinced. Like, if Bill's going to do Robert Kraft a solid, he loses this game. But he does, like, hate the Jets forever. So I, I just don't know what to do about that. And, and there's a long streak. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to end that streak in his last game there. It's like 16 right. games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If the Patriots. If the Patriots win, no, if the if the Patriots lose, does the Cardinals' incentive to lose become less? Oh, with the tiebreakers? Yeah. Uh, how how much like, can, can they, they, can they jump? Yeah, can you right. jump? Like, you'll know the result. They can't jump the – they can't get the third pick if the Patriots lose, Correct. I don't know how the win percentage would change with this, these last matchups. Right. I, I don't know um, the tiebreakers as far as that goes. But, yeah, Washington's going to lose. So mm-hmm. they're going to be the two, right? I mean, Correct. that's the expectation. Right. So either but, you can trade down from three, which would be enormous, but let's say the Patriots, uh, you know, wind up in the number three spot. And to answer your question, I I don't know. I I'm – I, I almost think like it's a it's a lopsided outcome where, okay, mm-hmm. if Arizona has impetus to lose, they're going to do it. But if they don't, then maybe they still try anyway, uh, just because, you know, maybe the trade hall is still fantastic. Uh, you know, then you have like a bevy of five and 11 teams. Does that matter? Like, are you going to be I mean, staying at the number four spot? This is right. I don't think we're overstating this at all. Because let's say you stick with Kyler and, and you stand pad at three. It could be the difference between getting Marvin Harrison Jr. and not getting him, you know, which could be a Hall of Fame dude. This is a top-heavy draft in a lot of ways, totally. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I'm going, going, going. You keep, let's keep, keep going. going. It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Man, I'm sorry, Brandon Marshall, but as someone who covered a POS owner and Dan Snyder, it's going to take <laughs> a lot 
to get David Tepper to face any consequences. But as we saw in Washington, it is possible. Welcome back to VQL Daily. Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, presented by BetMGM. Man, David Tepper. I watched that video a few times. I'm like, that oh, is yeah. so bad. So mm -hmm. bad. Like, what a loser. It doesn't matter what the other side did, what they said. You can't do that. And that story will never be told. Like, he can't come out there and say, well, this guy, this and that. It doesn't. It's been stated many times this week. And, and you knew about Tepper's temper. Like, we've heard the stories about it. And Frank Reich, when Frank Reich was at the podium that one week, and he was, like, basically putting it out there, like, guys, this is what I have to go through every week. This is what this guy <laughs> makes me do. Like, I got to bow down to Tepper. Yeah, the guy's a clown. Everybody's right. Um, So 300K. Is that anything to someone with a net worth of $20.6 billion? Is no. that enough? Like, what's enough? What's the number that would make people happy? I, I Well, I mean, it would be in the, the multi-millions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, it would well, probably be Kraft, eight figures of something. Kraft was a half a mil, right? One of the times with the cheating. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like people were cool with that. But, yeah, this is bad. Were they cool with it or were they cool with saying, okay, yeah, you did something you weren't supposed to do. Like, this this feels like a punishment where clearly you're using your status uh, as an owner mm -hmm. to, you know, I, I think the, the crime is very different here as far as, you know, what kind of punishment should be doled out. Sure. I also think Kraft is more likable, whereas people would want to see Tepper have harsher, like, built in. Kraft also Kraft is a he also fought against that. He is a winner. Mm -hmm. um, and then there have been some other stories about Kraft, which <laughs> you chuckle at him. Yeah, right. Massage He's... season. <laughs> With the these are two. This is like the I know. I'm just thinking side. about huge fines. I'm but, just thinking about huge fines. Yeah, right. But it's fines. like you are like that's literally it's not assault, but you are attacking. The people that support your business. A crafts thing was enough. like the cheating. That's on the field. That's on the field product. I'm not saying it's okay, but yeah. like you're going after the people that pay your bills to a certain extent. And this is very much like ivory tower. Forget the mm -hmm. peasants. Like, you know, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know. I think if the NFL cared, it would be more than a fine. I don't know what you can impose him to do, but like 300 K is a joke. Like well, Deshaun Watson I, was fined five million, right? I don't know if he paid it, but he was fined five million. You could like do that. Should, you could ban him from games for a few days. For ban him yeah. from game, like he should not be allowed in the stadium. Now it's go a on weird the road. thing because he owns the franchise, the but can't go yeah. on the road. A gone from the franchise, out of the building for a year, out of the building for mm -hmm. a year. You can't That's be real. around the yeah. people that are paying to see your product. Get out. For a year. You, you know, when they, when they did that with Snyder, no, nobody really believed that that was happening, though, right? When he said he wasn't allowed. He was like, oh, I'm out of the building. I forgot exactly how that went down, but he apparently wasn't around for a year or two, and his wife was running the show. Like, but nobody really believed that he had no say. Right. Yeah, that he wasn't really right. running the team. 
kind of like the Bobby Valentine thing. You put on the thick glasses and the <laughs> nose and you're still actually right. there. Like I, I could see yeah. that happen. By the way, like the, the whole Tepper Craft comparison, I think is appropriate because like if Craft had to do community service, like, okay, fine, whatever. But if we saw Tepper on the side of the road out in Charlotte, wouldn't some of us be a little tempted to take a flight out there and maybe get a rental car and maybe throw some litter on the road just to see him have oh, to pick it up? I'd well, egg, I want to egg him. Egg him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in, a, in an orange jumpsuit? Like, oh, yes. yeah. Whereas Kraft <laughs> yeah, would be signing autographs and people would be like, what's up, man? You know, yeah. totally different uh, scenario. Tep- Tepper is, he would <laughs> never do clown. this. He would never do this because he doesn't have the cojones or like he's too proud. If he wanted to spin this, he does a charity event and it's like a throw it like wear goggles, dunk tank sort of idea. Make it funny. On David Tapper. Yeah, he would never throw do a drink it. Right. On David yeah. He would never do it. No. Because no. Brandon Marshall just said, he's, yes. He's above it all. A loser. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right. We've got some other uh, fun stories. So do we want to go... Pizza or toes? Toes and feet have been a popular subject. Have to put them together show. like that. I don't really right. want to. Two appetizing things. All right, Ed. You want to talk way. about toes? Who wants to talk no, about? No, I'll just say this. How in the world are <laughs> you allowed to have your toes out at the gym? <laughs> like, what is there? Was someone walking around with their toes out, like at the gym yesterday? Like, I. I so no like, shoes, be... nothing. No shoes, no shoes, no, no socks. socks. No like, his boots around. Like they weren't Tim's, but like, okay, you forgot Ew. your shoes. Like, well, then we forget our shoes or our AirPods or whatever. Like, what, what happened it? to sock? <laughs> or maybe go home and or like buy a pair of socks downstairs. I don't know. It was like I was like, am I going to be a Karen right now on my way? I'll be like, hey, just so you know, like there's some dude walking around with his toes out, like. Could we not do that? I decided not to, but like, oh, I, I thought about it. I'd want thought to. about. I think you should have. It's it's really bad. It's really yeah. it's really bad. Or, it's or gross. you or you could you could have just done it in a thing like, hey, is is it mandatory to have footwear on? Is that one of the rules? Here? No, I like no. This dude's don't. dogs are out. As Jake put it. No, this dude is walking around socks with socks or no socks. No socks. No no socks. Sick. What are you saying? Yeah, disgusting. you can't go into a convenience store without footwear. Why is the gym any different? Like, no look, shirt, no shoes, no service. So he, I, pro- exactly. I assume he took a shower there or something like that, and he was or in the sauna. I don't know if it has one, and maybe they were off at some point. But yeah, like you can't wander out of the bathroom without <laughs> working out it's with just no, walking, walking around the barefoot is a trend. <laughs> But maybe keep that to your home gym if that's what you're into. You know? I will say. Why is that a trend? I've, I've oh, seen no, people okay. like, I know, I will say, I've seen people squat in just like socks, but you can't be wandering I've seen the that gym. Too, but why? Like you can't be wandering around. No. It's so, more for stability. Yeah. Uh, that's why you see Converse and Vans, like some of these padded running shoes if you're doing like powerlifting. Okay. It's just not good. Thoughts. Yeah, the thought do, is like the, the closer your socks. feet are to the ground type of situation. Yeah, you know what? You're not going right. to be able to clamp down. Okay, it's in. not changing yeah. your workout. Yeah. You, you can't be walking no. around or just like Aaron said, like no, buy you, the shoe, buy Converse or shoes that like get you as close to the ground like, as possible. Or the feet, the feet shoes. 
No, those With are worse. Tur- you like, can't be worse. You can't no, be worse. No. <laughs> you can't be worse. Those are so no. much worse. So much worse. No, they are not worse than bare feet. No, bare feet, not yes. at all. Bare feet no. are so much worse. Also, like, I feel like the argument is socks could give you some slippage on the the squatting exactly or whatever. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you go bare feet there. But again, you're not training for Paris 2024. All right, yeah, just dude. do your Speak set yourself, and dude. move on. What 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 kind of shape Stop is this it. guy in? How how old are we talking? Twenties, uh, oh. and like, I mean, he was skinny, but sometimes old people can get away with stuff because you know, whatever, you're old, short sure. much long. This this wear. reeks right. of dude who is either like in college or fresh out of college who Doesn't is care. just trying to be different or like saw something on TikTok yeah. and is fun. just trying to. I... Like, oh, I can do this, <laughs> and now is just going to get ruthlessly. Paul, what age do you think he was, Paul? <laughs> He said mid-20s. his 20s. Mid-20s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul has the all-timer locker room store. I think Dude, this yeah. gym, the dryer, like it, but the dryer, <laughs> this. Can uh, I tell you guys about the other story? All right. Since, is kind since of the hair. But, uh, no. So, while um, we're on the subject. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, washing my hands in the bathroom. Hear the stall door open someone walks out and does not wash their hands i oh. now recognize this guy when i see him no everywhere in the gym now you got like, to avoid so every gross. piece of equipment yeah oh no right. terrible you, this you got a bro and i still see this guy around and i'm like you Dude. gross vile human you need to uh, walk we are like, in the post-covid era like you know how oh. easily things get transmitted this is terrible Vile is so underused. We got to bring Vile back. Is yeah. this the Somebody same gym where the where the dude was blow drying? Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like I thought about it every gym. Ninety seven percent of the time, I'm a big fan of this gym. Is this like this a five dollar a month membership? Because there's some straight me, up weirdos. No. It's not. It's not three hundred dollars a month, but it's not thirty dollars a month. All right. Like there should there should be some decorum. <laughs> I agree. I, I will and say like, at at this chain, yeah. the gym that Paul goes to, there was one on Ashland that my roommate used to go to. He was convinced that there was a dude just living in the like in the locker room for like is it a week. or Planet Fitness? Which one is it? It's neither. <laughs> I was gonna say Planet. Oh, I love the one I'm talking about is the yeah. former. Oh okay. Oh, oh okay. I was not. No, I did export for a week, like right after I got back from Columbia. Uh, and they were trying to get me in for like a year, and I was like, ah, I think the world might yeah. be shutting down, and it smells like They're cigarettes relentless. in here. So I decided not to. Cigarettes yeah, so in the gym? No, I'm it, out on it, that. That's cool. That's, no, that's that's cool. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Jean shorts. Yeah. This is Back You All That'd Daily, awesome. presented by Ben and GM. Coming up next, oh, Ann Aspen oh, is running laps around Joe O in an NFL season-long pick'em contest, but it's not Paul, it's Dan. He'll join us next to roast them both right here on the Vicky Network.